I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, Ben, how is it going? Hey, man, good morning. I'm doing fine. What about you? I'm doing good. Uh, Lots of stuff racing through my head. Lots of (laughs) different thoughts. Uh, I've been just thinking about so many different sides of things. Um, So, yeah, we had our our last episodes, uh, The Road to paying customers yes how does that feel now it still feels pretty good (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i did i agree i I didn't get another paying customer this week (laughs) but i did get a bunch of access requests well above 30 and i'm still like i'm struggling to send out the demo accounts (laughs) because i don't find the time to send them all out uh yeah what about you (laughs) so like um yeah i'm i'm feeling good like there's something about getting someone paying that just gives some reassurance that you're like okay if i got one paying you know i think i can get two yeah that two i think i can get five then i can get (laughs) you know it kind of just gives this um confidence that feels good that's like okay i think i think we're on to something here um just kind of have to iterate and keep doing hopefully what we're doing and hopefully it will continue to grow so it definitely feels good in that sense yeah um but yeah so yeah i'm feeling pretty good about it um i was just curious with the the demo accounts you're creating like how long does it take to make one of those demo accounts uh it kind of depends like if the people like if it's a company and they send the email from their company email address I will go and you know snoop around and just see if I can grab a logo for them and try to pre-fill the uh, the forum with the correct logos for them. Um, so it, it oh, does wow. take like 10, 10 to fifteen minutes maybe, plus writing the email because it's not automated. <laughs> um, and de- depending on how much I find on the people, I actually try to, you know, like if it's a nonprofit, I I will write into the email that they you know like they they can like talk about pricing with me. Um, and just uh, just trying to be, uh, just trying to make it very individual for the people, where possible. Like s- sometimes, mm-hmm. if you just get like a Gmail address and a random name or <laughs> something, like yeah, well then, I'll just set up the demo account and send it out because I don't even know the name of the person maybe, and that's yeah, well that's just very yeah. <laughs> that's easy though. Um, but most of the people they like, I don't know, like. F- six or seven right now are from companies i think it's actually kind of interesting mix to see how many that's good yeah kind of interesting to see how many of them are actually corporate customers maybe and who are just like organizations or individuals writing those emails or or access requests um yeah that's uh i i don't know like this is also I'm, i'm trying to understand a little bit about the target audience from that but it's not enough data i guess um hmm. yeah i mean it's really good you know you're seeing some companies because i know that's i mean that was kind of one of your hypothesis that you know businesses would want to use a tool like this for their community um so i feel like that's a pretty good signal there yeah yeah definitely also one of them reached out they have a running php bb forum and they were very excited about using playgroup asked for an importer from php bb <laughs> to which i was like yeah well mm. it's like on the roadmap it's not there yet but 
you know if you if you don't need the old content you could move over right now um and they're actually using it like i thought like for support and just uh they, they actually produce a physical product i think or multiple physical products and they uh they just answer some questions around that on the forums um and it's also not that big of a forum like it's it's uh below 1000 users i think so that would be kind of a cool fit there but also if they like if they want to move it over could also be a good first test for an, another importer i guess <laughs> yeah okay cool and then um you know how are things going with the mega maker community uh, your first community on there yeah i was Big community uh, <laughs> I was a little afraid that there might be some some hiccups, um, but it. I, I think the first person, like one of the one of the points that I really had to watch out for, was basically when when somebody new signed up for Mega Maker, and then that they actually get whitelisted and can access the forum, like mm-hmm. through the Zapier integration, and then it whitelists them, and they can actually sign up and get an account, and everything is set up correctly. And I think it did not work for the first person. However, nobody noticed because I was <laughs> I was fast enough to fix that behind the scenes. Um, and then for the second and third person, I think two or three people have joined since then. It just worked. And I was I was actually worried. I was looking into the, like J- Justin usually welcomes the people in the Slack um, of the community. And so I know when somebody new joined, right? And so I was like a little panicking <laughs> and looking into the database, like did they did they make it onto the uh, whitelisted uh, table and everything? <laughs> and and they they were already signed up though, like they already had like their first post out, and <laughs> I was like, oh, good, that's good, <laughs> like that's really good. <laughs> yeah, nice. So I was a little worried there. Smooth but sailing. Yeah, yeah, it, it all worked out. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Like I have some uh, some conversations going with people in there who who are looking for some features and talking about what they wanted to see um, from the forum. Still, everything mostly positive. Um, and I got some good ideas from that actually. And I'm starting to, or I have started on a on a little thing that I had started before, but I I wasn't very happy with it. And that's um, basically when you come into the forum that you can see which thread you've already seen or if there has been any comment to it so that it basically marks them as seen or unseen. Um, and that's I, I think that's a really cool feature and something I really want to have. And I started building that before, but I was not happy with, uh, with, <laughs> with everything basically. Like the database structure was bad and uh, that would have not worked very well, I guess. And now I figured it out um, and started rebuilding that from scratch. And I can probably publish that like next week, maybe even tomorrow because I've got the Friday again. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited about shipping something new again. <laughs> um, after yeah. kind of waiting for bucks and trying to, you know, just strengthen the core basically. So that's good. Like seeing that I can still like move rather quickly and get new stuff uh, out there. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um... Let's see, before we get into our, so we, we want to discuss a little bit about pricing and distribution channels or how we're, you know, how we're getting people in the door because, yeah, we've both been thinking about that. Uh, before that, though, any other quick updates that for you over this last week with Playgroup? Um, let's see. So my, uh, <laughs> maybe related to what we want to talk about, my... Uh, site redesign seems still still seems to pay off because uh the um 
the views I get from Google have doubled over the last week or whatever. So that, <laughs> that is so good. That is pretty good. Like the click through did not double, <laughs> sadly, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. it did go up a little bit more though. Um, so that's something I've been very happy with. Um, and yeah, yeah. well, I, I think that's it mostly. Like I got a lot of access requests. I'm actually thinking about when I should finally open this thing because, because then I don't have to create more demo accounts. Uh, but, you yeah. know, I'm still thinking like I, I don't have to rush it. And if people have to wait like five days until they get the account, that's still reasonable, I guess. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's it probably. <laughs> what about you? You got any okay. any news? Yeah, um, a little bit. My head is still a little swirling because I, I just came off a, a meeting with one of my trialing users. Ooh, nice. Um, so there's just a lot of things running through my head because it was a really good conversation. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I had two new trialing users this last week, and so that was really exciting um, just to be able to get some more trialing users because, like I, I think I mentioned, it, it did drop off after the first couple of days. I didn't get many new trialing users. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to get some new ones and, um, both of them seem to be pretty happy with the product. Um, I'm trying to like talk as much to the users as much as possible to just kind of learn, uh, why they're using it, what, what's working, what's not. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this company that I just talked to, they are a pretty big company. Um, and so that's pretty cool because they have... 25 people using intercom and um like i think that includes some people from their sales team but mostly that's support people customer success people so it's it's a pretty big company to work with which is good um and so they just had a lot of they've only been using it like six days or something but they just had a lot of good things to say they really like it but then they also had some some new features and things that they they would like to see. And so that's pretty cool to have someone that's like kind of, you know, helping me, like push yeah. me along, like, hey, we need this and this this makes sense for support, man. Um, so that's pretty cool to see. And actually, like the first day they tried it out, they reached out to me and there was an issue where basically there's they're, they're such a big company that they have separate teams within Intercom that that's not something I've dealt with before. Oh, yeah, and yeah. so the ratings on Supportman got a little messed up because it was confused about where to get them from because it was per team instead of just the whole company, like what I'm kind of used to. Yeah. So I, I uh, they reached out to me and I fixed that like really quickly and made it work for teams. So that, so that was good. So yeah, that was like one of the things that happened this last week was like kind of supporting them. Um, that's good. And I guess it paid off because... Uh, they they're they're not they're not beca- they haven't become paid customers yet but it seems like they definitely are going to um nice. they they really like liking it so yeah i felt really good about that um <clears throat> i've been working on a new feature this last week where it sends out individual reports to each uh team member um so it will send one you know team report to the team like the team channel and then it will kind of send that same report, but per individual, just to each um, team member directly, just so that they can kind of keep up on how they're doing, um, how their last week has been, stuff like that. <clears throat> so, so it's just that. Sh- it's just the data that, like, like re- uh, a request that they answered and everything, like very individual to them. 
Yes. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that um, is done. I'm just kind of waiting for intercom and Slack to both kind of accept my new permissions that I needed for that. Oh <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> back to that, that thing again, it, it's going to happen a lot of times I'm sure until I pretty <laughs> much have all the permissions <laughs> and then I won't have to do it anymore. <laughs> so yeah, that was the main thing I was working on. And then, uh, last night I wasn't able to sleep very well because I had all these <laughs> thoughts in my head. <laughs> and so late at night I got up and I went and wrote a second blog post. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so I just wrote a blog post on basically how to send, how to send intercom, uh, conversation ratings to Slack. So it's basically just what support man does. And yeah. it's just a little how to tutorial that I'm hoping will pick up some SEO. Anyone that's like searching for that problem that wants yeah, to yeah. do that, hopefully they run into it. Um, so that was kind of the plan with that. <clears throat> but yeah, that, that kind of segues into what we we're going to talk about. Um, cause that's pretty much all that's happened this last week. It's been, been crazy, but it's been fun. So yeah. I mean, that's, that's still something, right? We can't, <laughs> can't get five new customers every week now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, sweet. So yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit about pricing. Cause I know we're both thinking about that. Uh, you already have some pricing. I don't have anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm definitely thinking through that. Um, and then just like, how are we going to get new people in the door? um distribution channels I've been thinking about that a lot um so yeah do you want to start off i guess let's start off with the distribution channels you want to start off with how you're thinking about that i mean you got 30 people in the door in a couple of days <laughs> uh just this last week so that's pretty good that's yeah, that's a really exciting it's pretty scary actually <laughs> because I, I feel like i can't keep up with the demo accounts and like talking to everybody <laughs> um so I, mo most of the that's time that's a good right, problem yeah it is but it's also like a little bit annoying <laughs> but, <laughs> let me explain though like i'm trying to send out like two or three accounts each evening right now so that i you know that i finally reached the end of the list but then the next day I get two new access requests and I'm like, oh man, this, this is not working. <laughs> I need to speed this up. <laughs> like I can't, like I can't put in so much time every day. So it's, it's also a little stressful. Um, but maybe that's just in my head because, you know, like I said, people can actually wait five days for it. Um, so yeah. What, you know, what, it, all it does is just give them uh, what well, I'm trying to think the right word for it. It basically just makes them want to be in more because they're having to wait. The anticipation, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. They're like, oh man, that's, that's, that's a big wait list. And I'm like, no, I'm just slow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, outreach. Um, so what, what seems to be working for me right now is Twitter, still a lot of Twitter. Um, I had those two tweets. One of them got like, I don't know, like 300 likes or whatever. <laughs> um, and that resulted in a lot of profile clicks and a lot of clicks to the site. Um, and that still drives some traffic to it. It was totally unrelated to the product, <laughs> but <laughs> it still worked. Um, and I can definitely see Google um, also in the long term becoming a great source of traffic. Uh, like yeah. last week I got 42 uniques just from Google. That's pretty good. And, um, 
I, I kind of want to push that up a lot more. Like I want to focus on that and write some um, comparison pages still um, and also try to get get like, a, you know, like articles. I, I think I've, I've, told, I've, I've uh, said that before, like an article comparing the different forum platforms. Um, I was actually thinking maybe you could even make that a little more interactive, like have have people like play around with it and be like, oh, I, I want to like I care about pricing so they can basically filter out the different forum solutions out there and just try to weigh that against each other. Um, because mm -hmm. that I, I feel like something like that could be or has the potential to be shared a lot. Like it's it's a little more than just a write up of all the different alternatives. Um, and so yeah, what what else have I done so far? I'm still uh, waiting with the product hunt launch. I want to do that definitely, but I also want to have it open first and have like yeah, I don't know, like a, a few more customers actually paying for it. Maybe get up a few more um, testimonials. So I actually have one more testimonial uh, in my inbox, which I have not put on the site yet, and I'm waiting for uh, one more that I have reached out to. Um, so I also have to think about how I, you know, put that on the site. I don't, I don't even know how that should look. Um, and I've also submitted a playgroup to a couple of app directories. They don't drive like a ton of traffic, but some. Um, and yeah. also Quora seems to seems to work a little bit. So I've been answering questions around community, uh, communities and uh, forum software on Quora. Um, and it's like, that's actually, it's kind of a war zone out there. Like the people from tribe, for example, <laughs> like they have a marketing team and they seem to answer every question on Quora that is related to communities as well. And they, like, they oh, are quick wow. to answer those. So they, they seem to double down on that. <laughs> it's kind of hard to, you know, be like among the top answers there because they are just so quick and they kind of get the upvotes early. Um, I also see some traffic from Bing and Yahoo. DuckDuckGo is in here. Um, there's still this one Medium nice. article. I, can't, I, can't, I think getting... I might have been the DuckDuckGo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm also getting some traffic from LinkedIn and Facebook. I don't even like. I don't even have either of those, so I don't know <laughs> where exactly that's coming wow, from. Wow, that's that's a good sign. Maybe someone's posting about it on Facebook. Yeah, groups or I, something. I probably. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I can't see that. And there is also something that I've learned recently, which says JFDI activity in my referrer. And that apparently means that somebody opened it from a mail client. Um, and that's probably Justin, uh, who sent out the email to the Mega Maker community. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's obviously one of the biggest traffic sources right now. Um, and yeah, I mean, going, going forward, I, I kind of want to still focus on that, that I've, on what I've done so far, like, Try some more Twitter, try some more, um, you know, answering questions on Quora, maybe be a little faster than the guys from Tribe <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and just try to just try to grow the organic traffic, uh, organic search traffic that's that's coming from Google and everything, uh, which is obviously like probably not paying off in the like the short term. Um, but I'm, I'm willing yeah, to take that I risk, mean, I guess. I mean... I mean, the numbers that you're getting from that, you know, 40 a week from Google, like that's, that's really good. Like that's, that's definitely something where it's like, okay, this could be like your main channel for people finding playgroup. And that's pretty exciting that you're, you're getting that many people clicking through 
and finding you through that. Um, cause it's also something that kind of scales. Like you don't have to do, you know, I guess you can write the blog posts and stuff, but like those stay around and that kind of continues on without you having to put a ton and ton of daily work into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's something I really like about it. I also forgot to mention indie hackers. <laughs> um, we're just kind of in the top five as well because some people uh, posted about it on there. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe maybe I should be a little more active there actually. And because communities seem to be like the, the topic community seems to pop up over there every now and then. And I you know, yeah, definitely <laughs> know a little that. bit about that. So maybe I should be involved a little more there. Could be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to stick to those right now and hmm, let's see <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's really good uh one of the things that i've just like hearing you talk about this has made me kind of see in the like in comparison to support man <clears throat> is that i think you know what you're doing with play group is definitely like a big like market like it's in a, a market of its own where you know there's a lot of competitors for there there's lots of people searching for that yeah where what i'm doing since it's a side dish kind of thing it's a it's more i think a smaller niche um <clears throat> i don't think google is going to be like a big thing for me like i don't think there's tons of people looking for this kind of specific thing it's like um and so yeah with kind of what i've seen i haven't seen hardly anyone come from Google, um, you know, find it that way. And, um, but I am trying to test that a little bit, like see if there is some things that I can put out there to see if people are finding. Um, cause actually, I mean, I think there's, there's obviously some ways I could use that channel to benefit me. I think I would have to kind of basically write stuff that support people care about, which is probably like learning how to do their job better. Yeah. Um, and so I could definitely go down that road, but in some ways I'm, I would have to kind of become an expert in that area, which I, I have to do some work to get to that point. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's just interesting to see how it's a little different. Um, cause I think the distribution part is one of the main things I still definitely need to figure out for support, man. Um, I've had like 50 uniques over the last week. Um, and that seems to be pretty normal. I think most of those are coming from Twitter. Like when I post something new, so partially those people aren't even, I think probably the right kind of customer. Like they're yeah, more yeah. so probably other entrepreneurs just trying to, you know, checking out to see what I'm up to. Um, but have had some, um, some success with my, uh, support man handle, uh, tweeting out like my blog posts that I did for support people and some things in the area. And I think intercom might've retweeted one of those. Um, so that definitely helped. So that I think will maybe be one of my kind of angles at it is, can I write content that's helpful to support teams to then basically get. Uh, people like Intercom or other um, companies to see it um, so that others that could actually use what I'm building um, to be helpful. Um, so that's yeah, one of yeah. the things I'm looking at, and there's definitely a lot of work to do there. <clears throat> um, but really the main thing I know I have to crack is the Intercom app store, um, <laughs> which is an interesting one because it's like all in control of Intercom. Like yeah, they have control yeah. of it. Um, they still haven't put me in the new and noteworthy 
section, which they're supposed to as <laughs> now that I'm an intercom partner, like that's one of the things you're supposed to get with that. Yeah. And I'm guessing they just switch it periodically and they will eventually, hopefully. Um, so that would be good. But <clears throat> it's just interesting how a lot of my, I think a lot of my distribution success will have to do with how much intercom likes me <laughs> yeah. and my relationship to them. I mean, you're kind of, you know, it's, yeah, you're kind of tied it's to good the, and bad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're kind of no, tied to the platforms, uh, Slack and intercom. And it's, it's probably like, if you, like, like if you have a good relation with them and they like what you do, that will definitely benefit you. And if they, like, if they don't like what you're doing or if they, for whatever <laughs> reason, uh, don't want to help out, like in any way that, yeah, that makes it harder. Definitely. <laughs> but I, yeah. I also think because you, you're a little more niche down. You just have to, mm -hmm. just have to, and, and that's the hard part. I <laughs> just have to find the water hole, basically, where everybody's gathering to, you know, drink <laughs> and, yes. and looking for, you know, stuff that support people care about. Yeah. That's, that's probably that's some more. True. There's probably some more than just the, the intercom store. And uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to look. Um, but, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's definitely some other, like some communities that I'm getting more involved with that I think can definitely be a source of traffic coming and people that need it. Um, but yeah, with Intercom, it's like, it's kind of, it could be, it kind of could be a make or break. Like, um, you know, if they do like what Supportman is doing, they'll push it towards the top of their pages and then a lot more people will find it or they don't. It just kind of sits at the bottom and, you know, you don't get much because I've, I've been listening and to some other um, intercom app, like indie developers that have some apps on there. And they talked about how like 75% of their users come from intercom app store directly. And so oh, like that's, that's a kind of a big thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think basically it's just working the relationship with intercom. <clears throat> I mean, I'm in a Slack channel now <clears throat> with different intercom people. Um, and so just like figuring out ways to like chat with them, to create relationships to where they know what I'm doing. They know how I can help them and help their customers. Um, and so I just need to build on those relationships, I think. And then also, I think really, I just need to build some more, um, like build some more features that when I kind of send out like updates, they'll hopefully see that and be like, oh, that's really, really cool. Um, and so I think that actually is kind of one of my plans is I just really need to build some more helpful things because, you know, I started out the MVP is really just looking at one thing, one piece, um, many of the rating stuff. And it's, it's really such a small part of it. Um, and so I think if I, I build more, um, it's kind of a, a suite of helpful tools within Slack um, and Intercom. I think they, you know, that that will probably pick up some more eyes hopefully um and hopefully intercom will see that and be like oh yeah that's really helpful for our companies we need to push that out to them you know something like that that's kind of what i'm hoping for <laughs> i have to say though i kind of like your like the the position that you're in as well because if you like you have this direct connection to intercom if i think about the same for me and my google search rankings like i'm not in a slack channel with somebody from google right and even if i was like they couldn't promote that to the first page yeah. so that's kind of good though yeah that's true yeah i think it's definitely an opportunity that you know if i handle it right it could it could be a good thing for sure
Yeah. Uh, but I think it would also take some time maybe to get it in front of them enough for them to see it and see the uh, benefit of it. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my main things. I've been thinking about distribution and, and just, yeah, the balance of like knowing how much to push, put effort towards that and how much to put towards product stuff. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that, I'm just kind of working through that balance. Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely on my mind as well. Like, how much time should I spend on cre creating demo accounts and you know try, <laughs> trying to improve some small things with the copy and whatever, and actually trying to you know build some build some new features because I have like I have a small list again where I could jump in and you know just push new stuff out. Um, but also, I, I I thought I should probably make like some more pages just talking about the features. Like, I have this one features page which gets a lot of traffic, but which is like really not well maintained <laughs> and and doesn't have mm -hmm. enough content in like in my eyes. So I, sh I, I should probably just make some more pages dedicated to some of the features and just explain in detail what they do. So that, that also is a chance to get some more traffic to them, I hope. <laughs> um, because I'm seeing that with the integration pages and you know Slack, like they, f they kind of force you to have this page where you talk about the integration a little bit more. And those actually get some some interesting search traffic as well. So I'm also torn between should I focus on you know building up some more content or should I you know focus on the um, the existing customers and trialing users and um, or yeah just uh, you know build features, focus on the marketing stuff or the Google stuff, or just on the on the trialing. It's it's kind of hard to to juggle that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to juggle there for sure. Um, so yeah, another thing, and that's kind of tied to that is pricing. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. So how have you dealt with that? So you, you're, you're still in the phase where you're basically deciding on how the people look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so what I'm really doing, I'm, I'm trying to do it a little bit more systematic than that, <laughs> um, at least, uh, but, uh, so Patrick Campbell, you probably have heard of him, um, and hopefully the listeners have. Yeah. Um, he's the founder of. Oh, now I'm just not. <laughs> now I'm just not thinking of it. Um, Profitwell, right? Yeah. Um, and so he, you know, he's kind of an expert, especially in the bootstrapper space, on pricing. And so he has a free uh, book that I read that really is good. How to think about how to price your SaaS. Uh, so we'll definitely put that in the show notes so you guys can read that. Um, but yeah, that really helped. I read that like a week or two ago, um, just to think about, okay, what's the way I should price this? How should I think about this going into it? And he has four questions that he says you should basically use in a survey to ask your customers to understand like how they value your product and what kind of price they would put on it. But at the same time, it's not just asking them to put a price on it because that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Um, and it's it could be an awkward conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> so instead, so I guess I'll just read the four questions. So at what recurring monthly price would you consider the product to be so expensive that you would not consider buying it? At what recurring monthly price would you consider the product to be priced so low that you would feel the quality couldn't be very good? At what recurring monthly price would you consider the product starting to get expensive so that it is not out of the question, but you would have to give some thought to buying it? 
And at what recurring monthly price would you consider the product to be a bargain, a great buy for the money? Yeah, that's um, good questions. Yeah, so what it does is really just kind of gives them some high points and some some midpoints to put up some numbers so that you can then think, okay, where do I want to land um, with my pricing for them? Um, and so that's actually what I've been doing with all my trying customers that want to convert. I just ask them those four questions, <laughs> either in an email or um, I'll get on a call sometimes. Uh, typically, I ask in an email just so they can think about it beforehand yeah, yeah, and then we can talk sense. about it on a video. Um, so that's what I've been doing. And it's been going pretty well, actually. Like I wasn't sure if it would just be kind of weird for them. Um, and if they would want to talk about pricing, yeah. there was maybe one or two people that was like, uh, well, they're, they're like the support manager and they're like, I don't really know anything about how we do pricing or how <laughs> we pay for things. And he's like, I'll just take this back to the uh, CEO or, you know, whoever that decision maker is. And it's like, okay, that, that's fine. That's good. Uh, you do that and nice. come back to me. <laughs> maybe um, even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's been good, um, but it, it has definitely allowed me to learn, too. Um, I've kind of seen how companies that have less people definitely see it at a, a lower value, where companies with more people see it at a higher value. And that's what I kind of was originally picturing, is that support man is more valuable or less valuable based on how many support members you have. Um, because just more people in on the communication and Slack, seeing all those ratings and metrics. Um, and so I, I, I'm kind of trying to, I'm, I'm trying to figure out when I should decide on a pricing point to actually put out there on the page. That's like, this is what I'm going with. Um, I think I want to wait a little longer still. <laughs> I have some ideas of some pricing that would make sense now, but since I'm also changing the product and like adding new features like my hope is that it becomes more valuable with that as well so it's like why would i put out pricing right now when maybe in a month or two later i'm gonna want to just up that with the new features i have so i'm thinking maybe i should wait till i have some of the core features done then put out the pricing and maybe stick so then i can stick with it a little longer basically yeah, yeah. yeah it makes sense um I, I thought about the same, so, and I decided that I could just change the price whenever. <laughs> um, so yeah, one one thing I'm curious though: Did you look at any competition and how they price it? Um, so in Intercom, at least there isn't anything that's doing exactly what I'm doing. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, there's not really like a Slack integration other than the Intercom Slack integration, which is doing <laughs> different stuff. I was able to look at, so Intercom has some competitors and there are some integrations that do kind of what I'm doing, but for basically a different, you know, competitor to Intercom. So I was able to look at some of their pricing, which helped. <clears throat> and then I was looking at basically just some other integrations with Intercom to see like, okay, what are Intercom companies used to paying for integrations that, yeah, they do stuff differently, but I can maybe some kind of kind of compare our value in different ways. Um, so that definitely helped to see kind of what those price points were. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I was looking at that. And that was definitely helpful. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. I'm actually asking because I'm, I'm looking left and right a lot right now. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I'm trying to find the right things that actually provide the value or the, the like the, the points that people are willing to pay for. <laughs> um, and it's kind of hard because most of the bigger players who are also then of course the most feature rich alternatives, they always have a free plan, right? Like <laughs> they, they can do that obviously because the communities will be smaller if, if people choose the free plan. Um, and the the one metric that most of them use as the determining factor, if you should like how much you, sh you need to pay is basically the, the number of members. So the member count is basically the number one factor that that has mm. that, like that pushes you up like to the next tier basically. And I'm kind of torn on this because I feel like I don't want to limit the the amount of members <laughs> like that's the only thing i really don't want to limit for some reason like i i don't think like well there, there is a reason and that is i don't think that my costs will go up if there are 200 or 500 or a thousand members in a forum unless maybe it is really highly frequented which uh, you know, like even if even if I get ten thousand requests a second or whatever, that's still all right. Um, so I don't even have to worry about scaling or whatever or the cost that that growing number causes me. And so I'm thinking, if is that just because of the like server setup that you have that yeah, you're I mean, able to handle that much without having to pay more? Yeah, I mean it it plays a role in that certainly. Yes, um, but I'm just I'm just so torn because i think that it is a good metric to use like you know if i if i just mm -hmm. say hey the free plan just goes up to 50 members then most communities will choose the first paid plan right because they will have more than 50 but still i can get those who just start out those aspirational community builders who might not have a big big community yet uh, to go on the free plan and then once they reach those 50 members they need to convert over to paid so that makes kind of makes sense but i'm i, I don't know yeah. why exactly but i'm s still hesitant to you know make it all about the the members and the the member limit so what others are also doing is not just the members but also like the the page views plus active members so they just count how many people actually use the forum in a certain month or uh over a certain period of time and then just say you, you've got the member limit plus like 100,000 views uh, in total for the month. And if you like, if you go through that for a certain amount of time, you just have to, or you, you will just be upgraded to the next plan basically. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know, like I'm very torn with this and also like um, things like custom domain and integrations because a forum like MegaMaker who relies on or that that relies on integrations like we we need the integration with uh zapier so that people you know paying with memberful or podia or whatever can actually be whitelisted so that's one integration that is required um and it's i think that's a big selling point uh for people because it is really required to have that uh, otherwise you just <laughs> you know you, there, there won't be any subscription um possible with the community and another thing is custom domain, which seems to be a big thing. However, competition also offers custom domains on the free plan <laughs> in some cases. Uh, so it's really hard for me to determine which factors I should really, or what's the most important factor for people um, that they are willing to pay for. Yeah. I mean, 
so i mean going back to like this the book that patrick talks about like you know really what you want to do is value pricing so what characteristics or things that increase um in a community give more value and i think that's i mean to me it seems like more members is more value like you know a bigger community that's more valuable to the creator of the community um and so that makes sense to me um i guess what what other things would you see is so obviously like like you said the, those domain thing like the domain custom domain um some of those other features those are definitely value adds as well like you know adding extra features but what would be like the main value driver other than members other than members yeah so i got three others one of them is admin accounts like how many admin accounts you can have or moderators Mm, because mm -hmm. as the community grows you will need to have more people moderating um then custom domains like the free plan doesn't get a custom domain so you're tied to the playgroup subdomain that's a big point i think um yeah yeah and then in some cases the importer is important (laughs) um like mm-hmm. if you have an existing forum, you will you will want to use that, and access to integrations because you want to connect it to Slack if you have an existing community. Um, yeah. And what what could be interesting for uh, for business customers is that it is entirely white labeled, so there is no reference to Playgroup at all, and that it can maybe customize yeah, yeah, it a yeah. little more. Uh, but that's that's about it. Like I don't have any more points figured out so far. <laughs> um, that might be. So you think you could have just those elements without the members as being like your your main value, and just you know put them on a higher plan. If like the admin one seems pretty good to me. Like you know, yeah, if you yeah. have more admins, you probably have a bigger. Like in some ways, that's indirectly related to the number of members. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, you need more admin. You probably have a bigger community. Um, you're probably getting more value out of playgroup than a smaller community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's that's my bet right now. But I'm, <laughs> I mean, it's just a guess, right? I have no idea if this is going to work or if I'm just being stupid by not putting up member limits. Like I could say that the free plan goes up to 50, starter goes up to 200, and then you're on the professional until you reach 1000. And then you're basically business and you have to pay 200 <laughs> bucks a month or whatever. Because I think it is still maybe, maybe I'm stupid by not, by not putting up a member limit on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, did I think you did have some people say that your prices were too low, maybe? Yeah, so <laughs> this is this is also such a great thing. Like I had two people saying it is perfect and they they love they love it. And I had two other people say <laughs> that it's too low. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, and it's it's kind of obvious those two who said that it's too low were uh business customers and the other ones were just from you know, one of them was a private community basically, and the other one was uh uh an organization basically so not a not, like a non-profit basically um so that those two said it's mm. perfect for them while the corporations were like well 50 bucks a month that's like nothing to us right you, you should increase that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i have yeah. like i have no that's idea funny. yeah but i have no idea how to you know like <laughs> maybe i should have like a business license and if you're a business you just have to go to the bigger plan <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense yeah like, i mean that's so I think that's what Patrick kind of talks about is like you have your different tiers and really you want you want to put people into those tiers 
based on like the features and things that they need. And so if there's a way that you can kind of split those two kind of customers apart based on those tiers so that, you know, the one that wants to pay more or pay less, they can actually pay less because you only need these features. You're only using this much of what Playgroup is where, you know, if you're a business, we have some extra things for you that make you need to pay more and, and you want those things. You're like, oh yeah, I'll pay more for that. And that's no problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if there's a way that you can put them into different buckets that could maybe help you basically optimize on both sides of it. Yeah. So the only thing that I can really think of for companies is single sign-on because they, that, that basically mm-hmm. gives you the opportunity to have like your customers, uh, joining playgroup or joining the forum without creating a new login just put them in there basically but it's also yeah, something yeah. that is kind of hard to implement and i don't really want to do it right now <laughs> um yeah so hmm. uh yeah i'm having a hard time yeah. with the pricing <laughs> yeah well i think we both have more to think about this and maybe we'll we'll come back to this again later in another episode once we've kind of thought through it some more and maybe come to more conclusions or or learn something new. Um, But yeah, I think this was a good start to just kind of get the conversation going, see how we're talking, how we're thinking about it. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, we should probably end this episode here. Um, So yeah, listeners, thank you for joining in with us and uh, hope you enjoyed the episode and we will talk to you in another one. See you next week.